Hello, dear listeners. This podcast has reached its final episode. I've started a new podcast titled Build Your English, which you can find at patreon.com slash buildyourenglish. There, you can access your weekly free episode and its transcript. I hope to see you there. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Cambridge Exam Coaching, a podcast by Alexandra and Christian from cambridgeexamcoach.com. In this podcast, we're going to give you the vocabulary you need to score high in your Cambridge exam. In each episode, we're going to have conversations on various exam topics to help you build your vocabulary. Our goal is to provide you with words, phrases, and collocations that you can use to master the exam and impress the examiner. And to be clear, this podcast is useful for all Cambridge exam candidates. So whether you take the B2 first, the C1 advanced, or the C2 proficiency, this podcast is for you. So if you want to get a high score in your Cambridge exam, and let's be honest, who doesn't want that? then do subscribe to this podcast so you never miss another episode again. All right then, without further ado, let's get the ball rolling. Hey Chris, this is our first podcast in 2022. How have you been? New year, new you, or still the same Chris we all know? Still the same Chris, but the start of this year feels different because I'm now working with you. Last year, I started out all alone and I was only experimenting. But this year, I want to release episodes consistently over time. And I have to admit, I'm super excited, especially now that you're on board. And I can't wait to share with the world what we have in mind. Yeah, I'm super excited as well. But before we spill all the bins, there is one promise from last year that we haven't fulfilled yet. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I know, I know, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the jingle. Exactly. But, you know, when it comes to music, it's always so hard to agree on one particular piece because, as they say, there is no accounting for tastes. Do you agree? No accounting for tastes. On the one hand, yes, different strokes for different folks. But, you know, some people love jazz music, others love uh, listening to heavy metal. And then, on the other hand, there are massive audiences who have the same taste. I'll give you one example. The first record I bought was the Joshua Tree from U2 in 1987. And that record resulted in sold-out stadium gigs in America and Europe. So, we can infer from those numbers that millions of people love that record. Wow, you bought your first record back in 1987? Was it an LP? Yes, an LP. Wow. And that's an interesting factoid. So I guess music plays a significant role in your life. Can you call yourself a music buff? Honestly, I don't believe I'm a music buff because I'm definitely not a music expert. But I do enjoy listening to music tremendously. It's really a vital part of my life. And I love chatting about music too especially about live gigs. I used to travel abroad to see my favorite bands and sharing stories with other fans was super exciting. How about you? Are you a music buff? 
Um, well, same here. Um, not the music buff, but music is a part of my life. And I always make sure I have my phone charged and headphones ready to pop on my favorite playlist. I have a diverse repertoire there and can find a song for almost any occasion. Um, what do you particularly like about the music you listen to? Well, it's hard to mention one thing, but I guess it's the effect that music has on me. For example, upbeat music helps me to unwind after a hard day of work. It helps me blow off steam, really. And I also often pay attention to the lyrics. I believe they evoke certain emotions, for example, like joy or sadness. How about you? Does the music you listen to affect you too? 100%. If I do a physical activity, for example, running, I put on a motivational playlist to help me go through the workout. Um, it makes me feel invigorated. Mm, sometimes when I feel tired or even stressed, I listen to music that has a calming effect. And, you know, at this particular point, I drift away to the world of my own. And uh, this proves that music is a stress buster, at least for me. How is it for you? Hmm. Well, I don't know if music plays an important role as a stress buster for me. Frankly speaking, I prefer to work out when I'm a bit stressed. As for music, I have to admit that the older I get, the more nostalgia comes into play. Quite often, a particular song takes me back to the past. You know, there's nothing wrong with a bit of reminiscing, but I don't want to become a person who lives in the past. True. We should strike the right balance when it comes to emotions and feelings. However, I've read the music can help us work or study more efficiently. For example, the so-called Mozart effect. There is a scientific theory that listening to Mozart while working really boosts your brain power. Uh, do you think it's a good idea to listen to music while working or studying? Well, I'd say it depends. In my case, it really depends on the kind of work I'm doing. Deep work requires no distraction at all, because I need to be completely focused. However, admin work, which is usually tedious, is often unbearable without some music in the background. In this situation, I like to put on some stimulating music. Hmm, I see. But, you know, for me it's all the same. I never play music when I work or study. It's always distracting for me. Um, I've tried to listen to some YouTube playlists with a compilation of music for study and work, but it has never worked well. By the way, with a variety of music apps and services out there, where do you listen to music? There are loads of music streaming services these days. Personally, I use Spotify and YouTube Music. Which one do you use? Um, I prefer Apple Music. I've never used Spotify, but I've heard that Apple Music has a more extensive playlist. Well, I don't want to get into that argument because I love Apple products, <laughs> but I was disappointed with how they transformed iTunes into Apple Music. All the stuff I build up in iTunes, you know, like the track lists, album covers, and so on, is useless now. That's why I switched to Spotify. I was a bit upset. Mm, yeah, that's a pity. 
But Chris, following our discussion, I see we're no melomaniacs, but we do enjoy listening to music and have our all-time favorite songs. And now, can you do the impossible and pick one and only one song and explain why you love it? Oh my, that's a challenging question. Where to start? I think I'll pick a song from the soundtrack of my life, Achtung Baby by U2. Uh, it's track 11 called Acrobat. And this song is dedicated to Delmore Schwartz, an author known from the 1937 short story In Dreams Begin Responsibilities. I love that phrase. And I always crank up the volume when it starts. And I often belt out the lyrics together with Bono. Anyway, I don't want to ramble on. Uh, I'll put a link to the song in the notes of this episode. What about you? Can you tell the listeners about a song you adore? Mm, your description is so inspiring. Um, as for my song that I would like to pick, um, although I'm a devoted Def Leppard fan, I'll pick a different song. This is a song by Derek and the Dominus called Layla from the eponymous 1970 album. The track starts with a really fast guitar, which sounds upbeat and energetic. However, the part that I love the most is the instrumental interlude in the second part of the song. Every time I listen to it, it sends chills down my spine and it makes me feel overwhelmed with emotions. It feels so life-affirming, you know? Yes, it's indeed an amazing song. There's also a lovely acoustic version. I think it was recorded for MTV Unplugged in the 90s. Have you heard it? Yes, I have, and I love this version too. Oh no, now I feel an urge to listen to Layla, <laughs> so it's time to tie up this episode. Okay, I'm joking, this is not the reason. Anyway, we hope our discussion has been music to your ears, and you've learned some useful phrases to talk about music in your exam. And if you want to revise the vocabulary, I encourage you to sign up for the email list. Subscribers get an email with a link to the PDF document that covers all the vocabulary in this episode. Yes, and what's more, we have a Facebook group where you can find many exercises to help you prepare and succeed. There is a link to the group in the notes of this episode, and we strongly encourage you to use this free practice opportunity. Also, we answer every single message we get on Facebook and Instagram. And we reply to every single comment in our Facebook group. So make sure to contact us if you have any questions. And if this episode has helped you, please share it with someone who could benefit from it too. Also, if you want to practice your writing skills, please rate this podcast and write a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be happy to get your feedback. And one more thing. If you want to get a high score in your listening exam, Check out the episode with the title, Three Useful Tips to Improve Your Listening Score. Yes, Chris, excellent advice. And I think now it's, that's it. Thank you for listening, everyone. Hope to catch you in the next episode. Bye. That's indeed it. Oh, and one more thing. You might have heard that I have a new podcast. It's called Build Your English. Every week, from Monday to Friday, I publish 10-minute lessons that teach English in a fun and effective way. I talk about all sorts of topics, from everyday subjects like food, travel, books, and language learning, to more serious ones, 
like history, politics, culture, and even philosophy. The episodes are spoken at a speed you can understand and come with downloadable mp3 files and PDF transcripts. So by dedicating just 10 minutes a day to our lessons, you won't just see improvements in your English, you'll also enjoy the learning journey. I invite you to listen to an episode and see for yourself. Patreon.com slash build your English. Patreon.com slash build your English.